and the war is going to be between the woman and the serpent and her seed, which is you and me. That's why in ancient Egypt, the god Isis is the ark for the archangels that domes over the heavens and is painted blue and the man is on his back looking up. Because all men pass through the garden to get into earth. The garden is pure and unadulterated called the vagina or virginity. We all pass through it to get here. (laughs) Now, some men are saying, but didn't women originally come from us? Oh, yes. And didn't we originally come from? Yes. That's because we are the Ruh principle and she is the Nefs principle. The Nefs principle is interpreted in ancient Egypt as the Ka, or what you might know as K. In your language, you put Ka on the end of nouns or constructing verbs to identify you. You'd say, book, kitab, kitabuka, my book. Now, when I say my book, kitabuka, I could just as well say nefsi, me. Nefsi is in the Quran as both spirit and self. So the principle of ka is both spirit and self, both physical and spiritual. But ruh, they call in the Quran, ruhu qudus. And Allah says, I or we, Elohim, sent Jesus with our ruh. That was up there. Now, to put things in proper place, in this realm, we are on the planet Earth. And on the planet Earth, she is the mother of all living. You follow that? When we get back into our proper state as Elohim, in the heavens, we are the father of the heavens. See, when they refer to the Almighty, they refer to him as a father figure. When they refer to, the, refer to the creation of beings, they refer to it as a mother figure. Thus, we have to come to the mother as a soul to manifest as a spirit and a self on this planet. So we were soul first. And prior to that, we were holy soul. Ruhokudus Elohim. But we have fallen to less than man. We reduced ourselves to animals and beasts. Chasing the animals and cutting their heads off and drinking their blood. Right? We're now destroying everything. But it's because we are out of our minds. (laughs) You see, we are out of our minds. Literally out of our minds. When we was in our mind, nobody can fool us. But now this devil has given us his mind. And that brings me back to what I was talking about. And that's why he's afraid of you, brother. Because after three generations of being in America, you know what's starting to happen? Negroes on television, you can't tell whether they're white or black no more. He comes on television and says, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And you got to look around the screen and say, wow. I thought that was a wife. That never happened before. 
because we had the voice to the sound of many waters. The white man couldn't look us in our eyes because our eyes had flames of fire coming out of them. What fire? The solar plex fire. Solar. Now let me speak to you about a fire that's burning inside of us that they don't have. Their palate is low. You understand me? We have an inner torch in the ancient writings of Angelo. Notice his name. Michelangelo, the angel Michael, he made a picture of Jesus, Jesus, and he always would draw a little torch in his chest, a little candle. Remember that picture? They never told you what that torch meant, though. That torch is an inner light, like I said last time. Anybody here who is nine ether, eight ether, or seven ether, and when I say seven, eight, and nine ether, I'm talking about the texture of your kingly hair, not kinky hair. Seven ether is wavy. Eight ether is curly. And nine ether is nappy. You understand that? That's the fuse that's ignited by the sun. In the center of your chest, and that's why the devil calls it a solar flex, because it's a, cell, a sun here. Take your hand and just rub it like that. All right? Now we move it. And just take your mouth and go. You feel that heat? You know that if you ask any medical doctor, they'll tell you more Nubian children get high temperatures than white. The fact, don't believe me. Check it out. Almost every, or let's say, Eight out of ten Nubian children, when they came home to the hospital, within eight to ten days, is back in because of a temperature. Because when we inflate our pyramid, you know what the pyramid is, right? Right, right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> See the pyramid? And above the pyramid is of Horus. Right there. You understand that? They always put, in ancient Egypt, they would put a cobra up at the top. Because the snake was not a bad symbol to us. It was a bad symbol to him because it represented healing to us. And they stole it and put it on a medical symbol. Medical symbol. Medicine. Medicine. Meta. Meta. Ancient Babylon. Persia. Assyria. Medicine. Look at it. Don't believe me. Check it out. <laughs> when we breathe in as a people, talk to me. What are we breathing in? Okay. Right. Do you know something? I'm going to touch on things we know about us. At least three times a week, you wake up with one nostril closed. Why? I'm not sick. And then the moment I get up out the bed and start moving around, that nostril opens back up. I can fool myself into thinking I'm getting cold. The light's going out. I'm getting a cold. <laughs> you see the fire goes out, it gets cold. Or cool off and go pop in some drugs that make me breathe different. Drugs make you breathe harder. And you don't get in that full what? Say it again. Oxygen. Oxygen. 
And what do you need to light a fire? And when you breathe out, what are you breathing out? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Right? What's the root word of carbon dioxide? And what does fire give off when it burns? I know I sound crazy. (laughs) I know this sounds, but this is what we knew as right knowledge, as the Elohim who only served who? This is what we knew, that that son was in touch with us, and we're at our best under it. And that's why they moved a better part of us from the southern part of the country to the northern part of the country where we can't function. And if you get down to a hot, or say, well, it's too hot down in Alabama, because that's where you belong. You start something being too hot, you start sounding like the devil. <laughs> Only the why it seems too hot to you is because the palate that's inside you is dim. Once that palate is hot again and the heat is coming out, it meets that sun. You with me? That sun in Arabic was called Shems. In Hebrew, it's called Shems. It's also Samson. Samson is also Shems. And Samson is identified by what? And his hair. Somebody don't want us to know about the nine ether. Then, Father, the 100% in hieroglyphic is written as a nine. 100%. We are the only people with nine ether. Now, anybody here whose hair is thin and says, well, he's not talking about me. (laughs) If you get insulted, I feel bad for you because you didn't feel bad for us when nappy hair was an insult. You didn't comfort us when nappy hair was an insult. You paraded around with your hair brushed straight and wavy. And that's our people. That's you. We all the same family. But you didn't step in and give us that tutoring. We call ourselves dicky head, naughty head, nappy head. Never knowing why they're always sticking hats on us. So they're cutting us off from that flow, from that energy, from who Hagar in the Torah called Elroy. When Hagar left Abraham, again, I'm going to say what? Look it up. When Hagar left Abraham went back in the wilderness right before she went back to Egypt, she did not call on Yahweh as an Israelite, who she called on. She did not call on Elohim. She called on Elroy which is written Ra, Alif, Yad, which is Ra, El-Ra. She was calling on Ra, not the sun, because the language sun is still Shemsa. The word for sun in hieroglyphics is not Ra. They say the disc, that round thing up there looks like a disc that gives off the light that we could see by, because there wasn't no street lights in Egypt. And so Ra and Ra, for C in Arabic, is the same. And the Quran says, don't say Ra'inna, say Unzanner. <laughs> don't misuse the word Ra. Say it as, I see you, not Ra'inna. I know the Quran. You know, and go down, to, go down to the Tafsir, and they say, we don't know what's really being said. We think they're trying to say a Hebrew word, or we think they're trying to, they got a whole bunch of they don't know what's being said. It's quite simple when we get back into right knowledge. 
light and the light inside of you is linked up. That light inside of you is ether and identifies you as the utopia. And when you combine the two, you get Ethiopia, (laughs) the original people of past. That's who we are. We are the ancient Nubians. Ain't no such thing as a Kubulat. Stop lying, Dr. Ben. You can only lie until they get the language, I'm telling you. As long as these people don't have the language, you can lie to them. When they get the language, you can't lie no more. Because the meaning of everything in the scriptures, whether you call the Bible or Torah, is in the translation of people's names. That's where it's all at. They will not tell you that. Because if they tell you that, you'll start reading the Quran and seeing the people's names. You'll start identifying symbolism with, God, with deities and gods. And you'll back away from the stupidity that has kept us down. And why are we down? Because someone has clipped our ether cord from the Elohim. And they teach us to look down. Hold your head down in prayer, the Christian church says. Drop. Drop your head in solemn prayer. Right? Stand in Qiyam and put your hands on your chest and hold that, cover that light. Block that light and drop your head down. When Christianity or Krishna worship or Hinduism no longer worked on you, you understand? Then they came in with El-Islam. When I say El-Islam, I'm not talking about real El-Islam. I'm talking about with Khadija. Khadija. <laughs> now, look at this. Rasulullah Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalam, saying that because the Sunnis always say salatu wasalam. I don't know why. They can't pronounce a stupid thing like sallallahu alayhi wasalam. When Rasulullah came down from the mountain, come on, and he said he just had, had this meeting with this Holy Spirit called Jibrael. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah. <laughs> she took him and took him where? Took her to who? Took her to, took her to, took him to the paper. Took him to the paper. Waraka. Why was he called Waraka? It tells you. Because he was a keeper of the, and the, but was he an Israelite according to them? Or was he a Christian? That's right. So Khadija saw that Muhammad had some vision, and she rushed him to the Christians. <laughs> Wait a minute. There was a whole lot of Jews in Mecca and Medina at the time. It's all throughout this seerah of Islam. They teach all about these different tribes of Jews. She didn't go and say to the Jews, who is Gabriel? She took him to the Christians. And the Christians got together. And said, we're going to make him an Arabian prophet. Whether you like it or not, I'm sorry. We're going to make him a prophet. You understand that? And they set out to make Muhammad into a prophet. Muhammad didn't know what he was. And it says it in the Quran. 
Ahmed came down for Central Cullum and said, I don't know what. They're saying I'm possessed by a jinn. Right, 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 right. And they said, Muhammad, by the grace of Allah, you're not possessed by a jinn. Right. Now go and put your cloak on and go back down there and teach. Right. They said, well, who, who did I meet? Does the Quran say Jibreel Muhammad met in, right. in the cave? No. Right. They don't say who it is. Somebody added in the name Jibreel later. Because they can take it back to Gabriel coming to Mary type of thing. So that made sense. All he said is he heard a voice. And someone yelled out to him in a light, Muhammad, read. And he said, I can't read. But they add, yeah, Jibrael, ma'ana bikarian. The name, that's not in the Quran. You don't see in Surah Allah, Muhammad, Ikra. <laughs> you don't hear that? After that, the angel says, and I, you know what I'm saying? I am not a reader. You don't hear that? Read. They added, they added Jibrael. And you won't dare question them. And no Sunnis won't question them. And no Shi'i won't question them. I had to come along to question them. Say, wait a minute. Show me in the Quran where it says that that's Jibrael who met well, that's what's written. I don't care what. I want to see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. The controller of the heavens and the earth. I'm not concerned with what some man said. Show me. Any good writer can write a good story. Just read the prophet by Khalil Gibran. And anybody who read that book, you know that book is more inspiring than the Quran at times. And it was once in a classical form of Arabic. And he's called a Nebi. The prophet. But they killed him. And they'll kill anybody who tries to teach you right knowledge. Especially now. Because your body is beginning to adjust to this environment. You understand that? And in eight more days, or eight more years, when the 400 years is up, you will have the fourth generation of genetic breeding chromosome and you will be back to a state of godliness in the year 2000 and the devil knows that knows that the voice of one crying from the wilderness is already here he hears it. he hears the teachings of the land I'm not the messiah uh uh-uh. <laughs> it says in Revelation, like unto the Son of Man. <laughs> I will be thought to be the Messiah. Right. I will appear in a Messiah image to people. I'll teach like the Messiah. But I am not the Messiah. Just like the Messiah. And he can hear now. He said, this man has changed full <laughs> streams in a matter of one year. He then went from teaching El Islam in his pristine purity and, and going into questions that nobody else would touch on, and now he's talking in Hebrew. All right. <laughs> because it says in the books of Revelation that out of his mouth in the book of Daniel went a two-edged sword. You have to understand the Hebrew and the Arabic. Muslims don't understand just understanding Arabic, and Hebrews don't understand just understanding Hebrew. Don't you see how I'm marrying the two? But they can tell by what I'm saying now, 
The Masons say, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, brother Nimrod. <laughs> Elijah has come. People say, well, that Elijah was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Was it? Read the book of Malachi. They couldn't even tell you what the name Malachi meant, let alone who received the book. If you're the man in the book, don't you know who received the book? Show me anywhere in the Nathan Islam teaching where they tell you who Malachi was. They don't know. The word Malachi is Hebrew. Meme, Lamet, Kaf, Malak, Angel. The yet on the end is my angel. The archangel. The Almighty is saying, I will send my angel. He knows me as Yahuwah and Elo, Elijah. That's not his name. <laughs> That's a title describing the being that would come to earth. If you read the whole book of Malachi, you'll see it says it's an angel in the second chapter. And then what does it say? First will come Elijah. Then will come the Lord, as they put it in the Bible. For a translation, correct? First will come who? And then it says right in the last chapter, I mean the last verse or the fourth chapter of the book of Malachi. I will send Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. You understand me? Now in Israel, a prophet prophesies, tells you what things are going to happen. That's been done. You understand me? <laughs> then will come the Lord. Now, if that was the honorable Elijah Muhammad, someone switched things backwards. Because Master Farah Muhammad was already here when the honorable Elijah Muhammad met him. Is that true or false? True. Master Farah Muhammad was older than the honorable Elijah Muhammad. So he was born before him, in case they say something about that. And if he was the Lord or God incarnate that was coming after the honorable Elijah Muhammad, then someone switched things up on you. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm touching soft spots, but we ain't got but eight more days. I got to teach straight out now. No more parables. No more El Islam. No more Judaism or Christianity. Nothing but right knowledge. When you go down off the Mount Zion and you say, I spoke with the Lamb, but he ain't talking nothing but right knowledge. They say, what is your religion? Say, I don't have a religion. I am religion. What are y'all? What are y'all, Muslims or Jews or Christians? Yeah. Yeah. We're Muslims. If the word Muslim means one of the peace, because peace in the Lamb is truly wonderful. Where Christians, if you mean those who acknowledge the Messiah, the real one, Yahshua, not Mark, Anthony, and Cleopatra's son. (laughs) Yes. And we are Hebrews. If you mean we are Abraham's descendants, oh, yeah. What else do you want us to be? (laughs) We'll be whatever you want us to be as long as you define what it means to me. 
don't call me no Muslim, and then you don't know whether it means submit or beast. One minute some scholar says it means submission, the next minute some scholar says, I'm standing there confused. <laughs> confused. But the thing that made me an Elohim is way back in the books of Genesis. Genealogy of Isis. And it says right in there, now, now the Adama they use, the Adama, the man, has become like us. <laughs> and he has right knowledge. He what? Knows that's right knowledge. And once you know right from wrong, wrong can't get you. Once you know right knowledge from wrong knowledge, no one can teach you wrong knowledge anymore. Once you know good from bad, you know how to act, fool. But now we done forgot good from bad, so we don't know how to act. We don't know how to treat people. We don't have no contact with the universe, and we're wondering why every time we gather, it rains. It rains because though I'm standing there telling you you have a link to that sun, you don't really want to believe me. You still want to believe in spookism. You still want to worship the word of law. You walk up there, man, he's turning us away from the worship of the law. Somebody stop you and say, who is the law? What is the law? A word. Christianity pushed that in St. John chapter 1. In the beginning was a word. What the word means? Is what I want to know. Okay, we got back. They said the word means Jesus. Logos. But at least you took it back from Jesus to Logos and took it back to soul. Elma. And then Spiritos. And they brought it from Greek to Latin. But they took it back to some spirit force. And they dumped over Jesus. But they left me and you leaning on Jesus. <laughs> Good Jesus coming to save us. <laughs> The nation of Islam gave you another Jesus. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings. Y'all have been waiting for the return of Master Prophet Muhammad since 1933. Tell the truth. You said Master Muhammad is coming back. Pamphlets are going to fall out the sky. Everybody get their holy name and be ready to go. Ain't that what they taught? Speak the truth, though it's better than others. Ain't no master fraud came back. He didn't even come back to Arnold Lack Mama's funeral. <laughs> Don't get mad at me because somebody misinformed you. That was a Japanese conspiracy. Right. To use you to overthrow in this country. And that's why the flag, the honor, in Muhammad speaks, everything was called Nippon. That's another word for Japan. They used to refer to the Arnold Lack Mama insultingly as Muk Muk. Meaning Japanese. On the front of Muhammad's speech, there was a rising sun, the flag of Japan. You understand what I'm saying? There was no place in the doctrine for a culture, though they were called a cult. They had nothing that tied you back to a specific place in any country, in any land. And now Minister Louis Farrakhan is trying to look Senegalese. See, the outfit he appears in on Savior's Day is a Senegalese outfit. You've got to learn to look at things and read them. So now why of all the places of Africa did you pick a Senegalese outfit, Farrakhan? You never speak about visiting Senegalese. Because the government has a plot with Senegal. 
Now you see it. There's people from all across the country standing there right now. And downtown, everybody's area, there's Senegalese on the street peddling. New Negroes. Right? They'll sell anything for the white man. Who do you think they're here for? Huh? They're here to supplant you, Jacob. (laughs) And why is he representing them? Why? Because he works with them. I hate to tell you that. Mr. Louis Farrakhan only started talking that black after I addressed him in that book. He said, well, you wrote a pamphlet apologizing and said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad came to you in a dream and told you that both Farahs are the same, all of them, in fact, <laughs> and that there should be no differences. Fine. And now that we have defined that, then do this for me. Put Farah's picture up on his day, just once. What do I mean by that? Why don't they put Master Farah Muhammad's picture up on Savior's day? Right. Isn't he the Savior? Right. Didn't he come on that day? Right. Didn't he save them, as they say? Right. The lost but now found. How come his picture never goes up? How come his picture is not in Muhammad speaks all throughout it? If God came to me in a person and saved me, I'd have his picture on my chest. The way some of you guys are walking around with my picture on your chest. Because then that's our Savior. And you ain't afraid to say it. Yo, Sunni Muslim, y'all worship Imam Isha. Say, better than worshiping Muhammad. At least Imam Isha's alive. I can touch him and talk to him and watch him fall down the hill. It, gets more, it becomes more realistic. Like, yeah, he's, a, he's my idol. I idolize him, but I worship a lot. Right. Okay. that, now you take that home and sleep with <laughs> But why isn't Master Farah Muhammad's picture up on Savior's Day? Did you ever wonder? Because if you saw that picture, you'd walk out that temple. <laughs> you would not stay there long if you really kept looking up every Savior's Day. <laughs> <laughs> along the line inside of you the genealogy of ISIS is going to explode and you're going to say that man don't have seven, eight, or nine ether. <laughs> that man is standing there with six ether blank straight hair. That is not one of us. Right. And the story the story is fantastic <laughs> that Allah's father lived in Saudi Arabia. And we are his uncles. My name is W.F. Muhammad. I came in North America by myself. My uncle was brought over here by a trader 79 years ago. He does not know he's my uncle. That's a lesson. That's a lesson. He does not know he's my uncle. Who is he talking about? Huh? He's talking about you. In the calling, that's the, that's the student English class, 1 to 36. I'm quoting it. I came in North America by myself. Somebody else finish it. Come on, y'all was in the nation. <laughs> my, my uncle was brought over by a trader 379 years ago. Come on, you 5%. <laughs> now, talk to me. If I'm God's uncle, I'm older than God. <laughs> if I'm God's uncle, if Master Brahma Muhammad calls me his uncle, and even 
even if I'm his uncle and I'm in the wilderness of North America and talked and messed my brain up and I don't know who I am, I still am older than you, making me your God. But he said that. He said, who is the original man? He's got a black man, make all the people of the planet Earth, father of civilization and God of the universe. He took us from the earth back to the universe. Right? Asiatic black man, maker, owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, and God of the universe, of the universe. And then they said, and nothing is spooky? Now that's spooky. <laughs> I'm a man, and I'm the ruler of the universe, and you're God, and I'm your uncle? <laughs> but I don't know I'm your uncle? <laughs> now, what bothers me about that is I don't think they ever wanted us to even know Because they know where in the teachings after that Where they explain how I'm his uncle Why don't they tell us Master Prophet Muhammad said in the lessons That I'm his uncle Define that for me How am I his uncle What makes me his uncle You follow that No one tried to bother to teach I'll tell you why because they use the name Yaakov, which is Yaakov. Yaakov. And that's Jacob. And say he is the father of the devil. And the devil's technology, which is called Judaism. And then they say, and they use it, Christianity, to shield their dirty religion, which is Judaism. You follow that? So they're thinking about Yaakov giving birth to a religion, not a race. The gravitation of the devil is a devil's mentality of trick knowledge, eyes, and tricks in the form of knowledge. And it will be called Christianity to hide Judaism, the real dirty religion of the Ashkenazans and the Sephardians of Russia and from Spain. That's what they're talking about. And with that, I become Ishmael because Ishmael was the uncle of Jacob. <laughs> so what Master Prophet Muhammad was saying, I came to North America by myself. The Ishmaelites were brought over here by a trader 379 years ago. They don't even know the Ishmaelites. Now the funny part comes in. Can an Israelite, can an Ishmaelite be an Israelite? Yes. Has to be. Are Midianites Israelites? Are Edomites Israelites? Oh yes. How does Ishmaelites become Israelites? The same way Manasseh and Ephraim became Israelites. Manasseh and Ephraim were the sons of Yusuf, Joseph, correct? And married an Egyptian woman, correct? And had two sons. And Jacob, Israel, and they became known, though they were Manassehites and Ephraimites, they still were known as Israelites. Well, Hagar was an Egyptian. And she married Abraham, the father. And she had a son named Ishmael. Correct? And therefore, Ishmael is a... And Muhammad then, being a descendant through the Quraysh, to Kita, to Nebajot, to Nebat, all the way back to Ishmael, becomes a... Muslims are Israelites and don't even know it. The Quran speaks about them as being people of the book. Right? Now, the Muslims separate that, say, people in the book are the Israelites, and we're the Muslims. But they say in the Quran, Muhammad, who we find mentioned in the book, in the Torah. So Muhammad is in the Torah, and Muhammad is a person of the, and if we follow Muhammad, then we are people of the 
and the people of the book are Israelites, then Israelites and Israelites are so Master Farah Muhammad was saying, <laughs> I came to North America by myself. My uncle, meaning the Israelites or Ishmaelites, <laughs> were brought over here by a slave trader 379 years ago. Now we're coming to the 400th year of the prophecy of Genesis chapter 15. So it says, to know of a surety, that my seed will be in a land as strangers, and they shall serve and be afflicted for. But then after that, what's going to happen? We're going into the 400th year. We're starting to align back in with the universe. You understand? No, yo, no, no. Say no. Say no. I don't understand, Baboni. I overstand now. I was understanding for too long. Now I overstand. It's time. It's wake-up time. It is time to wake up. Shake it. You can go against anybody with what I've been teaching you. And I'm not asking you to like me, like the teachings. You can go against anybody. You can stand and hold your own against anybody, and most of y'all have tried it and know it works. Christian preacher, Christian teacher, Mohammedan, Sunni, Ahmadiyya, Wahhabi, Baha'i, Buddhist, anybody can't stand against truth, and it's only going to get heavier this year. So now you're going to come and you're going to be speaking words of overstanding because we got the right knowledge. You got to assimilate that knowledge with your wisdom, and then you got to move on to have an overstanding. Islam was the knowledge. And y'all are the best Muslims there were. Ain't no Muslim women were walking around with bells on their faces and holes in their noses. Were they? Unless they were copying off us and didn't want to admit it. We're the only ones that live strict. We made the hundred raka'ah, but this is the shaban. No Sunnis was doing it. You couldn't get them. You go to Stacey or Taqwa or Ikra and on... The night of them niggas over there smoking cigarettes outside talking. <laughs> Not their fault. It's just their wrong knowledge. They've been made to hate their own savior. That happened in Israel. It happened in Egypt. It happened when Moses got ready to get out of Egypt. His own people started hating their own savior, Moses. You may not like me, but I'm here to save you. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to teach you anyway. And if they, if they kill this body, that's your fault. I'm not going to duck. I'm not going to stand in front of the gun, but I'm not going to duck. If you want the knowledge to keep coming to you, then you protect it. Plain and simple. But I'm not the type of person who won't get in my car and drive away without bodyguards. That's the kind of person I am. Now, you can follow me if you feel like. I don't mind. But don't get in my way. Because I believe that when it's time, it's time. And that may be the wrong belief, but I just happen to believe that. I wish I knew. <laughs> but no one knows that but Allah No one knows that I'll and with him But I do know this That this is the time for right knowledge If I want to question that I'll let you have it Let me talk Right? If you show me in the Quran Where it says I should stand in Qiyam And bow in Wuku I'll do it I can show you in the Quran Where it says stand and raise your hands I can show you in the Quran Where it says prostrate to the ground I can't show you Jussel and you can't show it to me. It was necessary for you to go through that school because we were the wild ass of a man. 
You understand? We had no discipline. And the Nation of Islam did not give us the kind of discipline necessary to raise a nation. Otherwise, the moment the Honorable Elijah Muhammad died, it wouldn't have fell apart. There has to be a strong foundation put there. Y'all now have the discipline. I'll tell you something. A lot of you men who was in the community for years under what I was teaching you, under the lifestyle that you had to live. You said, I don't know why I got to live like this. I don't know why I got to put up with this. You can stand anything now. <laughs> Any pressure they put you under, you go work with somebody else, and the people working with you want to fight, get you fired. That nigga don't know when he don't stop and say break. He don't smoke. She ain't drinking no soda. <laughs> Yeah, right? Y'all yeah, right. can outwork any group of people on the planet right now. Because right. I was building a, I was building an imaginary pyramid. I was saying sleep on the floor. There's rats in there, so. What, what's wrong with rats? They might bite you. Then don't get bit. <laughs> There's always somebody that gets bit. Why got to be you? <laughs> There's no heat, so. There's too much heat, so. I subjected y'all to everything that you can go through to make you ready to stand whatever comes against us. Because I don't need, can I speak here? I don't need the bitching men. I really don't need the bitching men. Because the devil is going to make up his mind to come after us one day. It's written in the law. He's going to try to climb Mount Zion to destroy us, the Holy Tabernacle. You understand? And I don't need men that are going to break down like little girls. I made brothers walk the streets and pedals, but anybody who knows the beginning know I walked the streets and pedals. They'll tell you I used to walk them to death. <laughs> anybody talk to any old time and they say that guy is nuts. He walk us from I'd walk them from Coney Island to the Bronx. I'm not exaggerating. Every day. And on the way back, I stop off at a kosher restaurant and say, we're going to split this bowl of pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? And take all the money and give it to the sisters. Say, later, we left the sisters there with the money and we took off again. And we walked again from Brook, from Coney Island to Staten Island to Far Rockaway, out to Hempstead, and all the way back. And on the way back, we stopped. And they say, we get something need? I say, yeah, we'll get a little soup and a little extra. And the man, they be like, yeah. I say, give me a little coleslaw, please. <laughs> and they say, what about one of those conditions or one of those friends over there? They say, no, nah, just coleslaw. <laughs> and they say, what? I said, just keep walking. I said, one day you'll understand what I'm doing. You may not like it now, but one day you'll understand what I'm doing. And we'd walk. When we walk inside the Sunni Muslim mosque, the whole place would turn around. They'd feel the presence. Because <laughs> we had walked all the way from Brooklyn to 125th Street. And we'd go up in the mosque and they were like, who are these guys? <laughs> they'd feel the presence, the energy of them. <laughs> we're, we're ready for Duma. <laughs> I don't want no crap out of you people. You know what <laughs> The strength we were building, something that was not there because we loafed, loafed around or we lined. We moved along, shuffling along, and everybody else was moving. You know, it wasn't your fault. Why were you moving at that pace? Because you've, missed your, you've been placed in the wrong environment. You're not in your environment. You're a gazelle in the wrong forest. So you're going to be slower than everybody else. 
You say, how come the people come from the Caribbean to bear to be smart enough? And don't lie, American Negro, and say you don't say that. Um, I don't have a nationality. I'm a visitor. So I'm Trinidadian, Jamaican, Panamanian, Dominican Republic. I'm all of it. And you know you Americans would say, how come the people from the Caribbean are there to be smart enough? Because they were nearer to their environment. There was, oh, their feet was only going to go to Canada and find people from the Caribbean who from Canada. You'll find that they're not as smart as you at times. <laughs> you find a Latino from Puerto Rico who's been born and raised here. He thinks he's smarter than a Hiwaro, but he's not. He calls him a hick. <laughs> Because he has on a flowered, loud shirt. He got all these bright colors on, and we got on gray and black and navy blue, and we think we're cool. And we call him a hick. He want Or he want We're making fun of him. He's in tune with the flowers of Puerto Rico. Right. We're in tune with the buildings on Wall Street. <laughs> He's walking down the street. And he looks up at a sign, and he asks you with a heavy accent, where is Bushwick Avenue? And you're looking under the sign of Bushwick Avenue, and you're looking at him and saying, he's got to be stupid. <laughs> this is Bushwick Avenue we stand on. He said, this is Bushwick Avenue. And you and your dumb friends walk off, these stupid-ass people, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Man might know 15 other languages and never bother to learn English, though. Right. You assume everybody got to want to speak this language. Right. But he didn't speak English, so he didn't know that was Bushwick Avenue. You think he's stupid. He's the one with the knowledge, and you're stupid. All of that has been done to us. All of that was done to strip us of our divinity, to make us worship other people's gods, other people's descendants. You understand what I'm saying? It pulled us out of touch with ourselves. A lot of people didn't stay on the boat with me. Like Columbus... They was, I said, land is ahead. They was like, I don't, I don't see no land. This is getting ridiculous. I can't live like this. I'm leaving. I said, okay, don't go to shul. <laughs> shul is the Hebrew word for hell and the English word for school. Oh, Everybody who wants to leave the community, the first thing they tell me is, well, that's when I was called up front. Well, imam, I say yes, I would like to go back to shul. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to school. And I'll say in my mind, in Hebrew, he wants to go back to hell. Right. <laughs> I want to go back and get educated so I can get a degree. I can get more heat in hell. <laughs> I say, well, fine, you just go right on. I'll see you when you wake up. <laughs> you with me? All of that was perpetrated against us. They have been working with religion on us. They need us, and they make you, believe me, some of y'all are looking at me right now like, he's trying to take us away from religion. That's how deep this spell is. I'm not trying to take you away from religion. I'm trying to take you directly to Allah. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. Go direct. Stop going through all these things. And stop pretending when you got a mosque with all this Arabic on the wall that that's not an idol. When you have a synagogue and you have the Torah behind the wall and the Torah is all decorative and someone's pointing with a pointer, stop pretending that that's not idol worship. Because if there's any object between you and the source, it's idol worship. Can I have idols? Yes, I can have idols. Because if you read in the books of Exodus, it says, we follow the religion of who? And who? And Jacob and Isaac. 
Though our ancestors were our idols. And it's in the scriptures. They said they worshiped the God of their father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Somewhere online, they gave us the guilty about identifying with Jacob, Isaac, or Joseph, or Muhammad. You follow that? They made us turn to a word and say, Allah. And left us there. They never told us the hidden meanings of things. Now it's time for the people of Nuapo to come forth again. When you want to know the truth or right knowledge, ask. That's what I'm here for. You may not like the answer I give you. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody. Carry that with you off this mouth. He said, don't believe anybody. And just because you come with a soft-spoken voice and a turban and some alcohol and some perfume and you got a, a book in your hand called Reading, that don't mean I got to believe you. That don't mean I got to believe that book. I'll take the Quran and throw it against the wall <laughs> and watch the look on your face. And when you get mad, I'll see, now I know what you worship, nigga. Because <laughs> that ain't nothing but a piece of paper with some writing in it. It's what's in it that's supposed to be important, not this book. Put the Quran on the highest shelf in your house. <laughs> when I finish reading the Quran, I'm like, all I want, with, all I want what is in it. Did, did, I, did, I, did I confuse anybody? No, no, no. I'll throw the Quran up on the wall. I don't care about no Quran. I'm concerned with what the message was. Man put it on paper, and then when he put it on paper, he started messing the doggone thing up. And they got this school of pronunciation, this school of thought, this school. I, I'm t- I don't need your schools or your shoes. <laughs> I don't want them. I want pure, right knowledge. Something is going to link me back ethically to my descendants so the next time we have a party, it ain't going to rain. Because it's you people here that are idol worshipers in the sense of words that are not in tune with our ancestors that's making it rain, you know. We calculated it up on the mountain. We be saying, can people who live on the mountain raise their hand? Oh, that's the perimeter. <laughs> Very good security. <laughs> Tell them when they leave, the rain stops. Right. The day y'all come, it starts. We sit there in amazement. It's okay now, being June 26th, it rained a little bit. We'll try for the 17th, right? Yeah. And the 17th comes, I said, look like it's going to be good outside. Everything is good. Everybody's here. Fine. Here come you word worshipers. <laughs> you spook worshipers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. You ain't in tune with our ancestors. The Native Americans, when they want some rain, they start jumping up on the ground. But they say they got ancestors that live down beneath the earth. They start stamping their foot like this. And they say it makes rain. White man said, rain dances are real. Follow that? Now, when he took that, he went to Africa and grabbed the Nigerians. <laughs> and they were Shango worshippers in Obasalan, Ogun, and Yemeya called Voodoo or Juju in French. He grabbed them and said, hey, <laughs> Train took them boats and said, direct those boats to Haiti. Don't stop over here. And sent those Africans to Haiti and went back and got some people who were monotheism. People who believe in one of the gods. You are more as Muslims and Israelites out of Ethiopia and Sudan, you are more controllable than those guys from Nigeria that was banging on sticks and calling down the Rishis and putting the white man under spells and turning them into zombies. <laughs> he was scared of them. He don't even... I'm 12 to 13. We found a very interesting story. 
It talks about what the Hebrew refers to as Ut, which is a distinguishing mark, or Berit, which is a covenant. And that this covenant is being made with the seed of the prophet Noah, who we know as Epsilon. All right? What is it about, and how does it relate to you? And that's a deep story. Because this part of the Bible is not really very clear to most people. Why did God, as they say, put a rainbow inside? They say, well, it was a sign that he would no longer destroy the earth by water, but more by fire. However, it's a little deeper than that. It takes you back to Rizk and what took place on Rizk, a planet that most people want to pretend is not their home. But it's fine, because it's mentioned in your Quran, and it's mentioned in your Bible. Look at it like this. Genesis um, 9-12, they speak about this rainbow, which they call Keshus uh, in Hebrew, which implies a bow. If you look that up in Old English, you get boga or curvature, which is symbolic of some type of dome-shaped thing over or around a biosphere. A biosphere is, as you know, they're making biospheres for their scientists to go into to see if they can survive on the planet. That which they've already accomplished and are already doing. However, why do they have these biospheres? And why are they attacking other planets? Why are they going to other planets? Why are they so interested in the moon and haven't even solved the problems on Earth? Why are they interested in Jupiter and haven't solved the problems on Earth? And why are they so interested in Mars, Earth on Mars? Is there life on Mars? Something I mentioned before that now is confirming. And they haven't even solved the ecology problems, the environment problems, the disease problems, the bacteria problems, and the very temperament of the creatures that walk this planet Earth. Why? Of course, they call them shuttles. What is a shuttle? A shuttle is a shuttle one in and out of the place. Why do they still have shuttle flights? There's no more conflict between the United States and Russia, which I always told you was a, a false accusation anyway, because USSR abbreviates United States and Soviet Russia. They've always been working together. This has been going on way since the first book written by Hitler called The New World Order. But let me just tell you the real reason and what's really taking place. Now, sit back and check this out now. This means you call me crazy after this piece. Right? You look at that curvature, that dome, and that biosphere, a planet can survive. This is, uh, let's say, the elementary. We have reached 
So with that, they're admitting that they know how people think. They know what people see. They know what people want to see. In other words, they know the law of what So how come they can't talk about a serious job? How come he has what they refer to as a normal appearance? Simply because he is not the mentally arranged individual who's a fighter, who's been raised for a bear, you know, in skin. And sometimes riding motorcycles and smoking drugs and doing, he's not that. He's a doctor, he's a lawyer, he's a policeman, he's a fireman, he's a white collar and a blue collar person. And they always admit after they catch him that boy, look, no, no, so they say, but look at him, you never think his head but do that. Who's thinking that out? After, now check the point. After he did it, after he's already killed all those people, somebody with white looks at this white guy and says, ah, oh, look at him. He would never think he would do that. Isn't that after the fact? You should be saying, God, now we know what people look like who do things like that. The doctors and the lawyers and the teachers and the firemen and the police and the politicians are the ones that are doing all the dangerous things. KKK is not a, a bunch of poor black country white folks walking out of the hoods anymore. That didn't work. That stopped working in the 60s when niggas stopped punching them in their face. So they had to come out from under the hood. The ones you see in the hoods now are a big bunch of they call fat pop belly builders who want to hold on to the KKK image the same way you want to go back to your old neighborhood. Some niggas still ain't going to want some niggas still joining gangs and gangs when I was 50. There's always that. Some guys still grew up in the hallway and drinking wine. There's always that group of people, and that's what you're looking at. What does that mean? It means the devil is trying to stop. The only people who keep the devil alive is you. You keep on pumping into his, into his world, feeding into him. You got to withdraw that. It says, you in the world, but... It says about come out of her, my people, so you be not taken of her iniquity or evil. He's still in his world, still seeking God in his world, still doing things in his world, as you see his world from. A man shot a kid five years old and shot at five other kids, and he's walking on national television with a smile on his face. All right? He shot some Jewish kid. Point is, watch over. Watch over. Watch over his smile. Why put the thoughts in the mind of some other people? Why promote the They could just as well mention the incident and never show it, and never gave an opportunity to smile at America like, yeah, I killed some Jewish kids, or I shot some Jewish kids, and I killed some black people, brother. Why would they give him a platform? Well, they're giving him a platform because they have this new philosophy and it's called copycat. You know what that means? Usually when somebody sees some kind of crime, they go and stimulate the crime. But the reason why they were putting him on television is because the next day someone shows a Jewish rabbi. Because he said it's time to kill you. And if some people sitting out with absolutely nothing going on between their ears, they wait to see what happens, and that's how it happens. And that person got up and went got a gun and killed somebody else. They were hoping, they are praying for what they have been propagating for the last 
and they can't deal with the power of God. They said we work with black magic. Well, we wouldn't work with me not even black as we are, would we? And so it's all. And they're more afraid of us than we are of them. All we got to do is stay on the right path. Stay here. Stop breaking the law. I'm saying, keep your prayers up. Keep a positive vibe in the family. Get away from negative people. Keep that energy flowing. And there's nothing you can't do. I'm telling you now, we need it more than ever. Because the man who we trusted is losing power. We all have our trust in the white man and his system, and his system is failing him. What is he going to do on December 31st? What is he going to do? The question. I ain't saying nowhere about what you're going to do. What is the man that the button going to do? Have you thought about that? Some of y'all said, ain't nothing going to happen on the wide case. Hello? It already started happening. We prophesied. We knew it was coming since 1970. We watched the calendar. We watched the stars. We loved the events. We saw the war. We had the diseases. And we knew it each time we came, how not to catch it. That's why there's so many of us sitting up here without it. Because we knew what to do. We knew when to fold. A whole lot of folks didn't know when to fold. They did it up. You understand? Why? Because somebody up there wanted me to be prepared. Are you prepared? Are you still in your system? Because his system is going to fall. No doubt about it. What are we going to do? They don't have to worry about their enemy. You know what they got to worry about? Them kill them. Them militia groups hate them more than they hate them not. We get arrested in peace. I told you this on national television. Watching, they try to arrest a white boy. He's kicking and fighting, spitting down, and letting them fight. They know their problem is not us. They got to keep the attention on that folks. Yes, let's go. Yes. First, I'd like to say great privilege to speak to you and see you. Um, I have a loved one who was exposed to PTP about eight years ago, and um, I was told by a physician then that he will have no friends uh, until like two years straight. Well, it happened that like every six weeks, he had a little uh, and Sometimes scares the family. Right. I'm never afraid of him. But he had such great respect for me. I'd like to see him. I remember the letter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him. Whatever you say, it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has a lot to do whatever is given him. But most of that is not how he How much is given him? Has he done it more than once? Was he done more than once? And this is because what these type of um, telomate drugs do is they telomate themselves to your blood system. And they stay in your body. And it is clear up whatever they wish. And there's nothing you can do to prevent that once it's in your blood stream. I mean, 
transfusion, nothing. It aligns itself with your, your body. He's going to have these episodes. What you have to do is you all have to set up a pattern of things that it stimulates, it brings on. For instance, let's say a, a bright red light may bring on. You follow for an argument they bring on. Uh, a depression between a girlfriend. Uh, too much alcohol. Even watching the wrong kind of movie or cinema that can affect you emotionally and bring it on. The family who are concerned have to set up a pattern so they can predict what brings it on and how long it stays so they can set up a system of preventing it from hurting itself or somebody else. So you can know that what happens now at the uh, every six weeks or so. And then you can say, now we're going to start progressing about that. So he set up something that's totally opposite of what he's doing for him. He follows in order to restrain, restrict his consciousness from what his girlfriend or whatever kind of thing. But then all things, anything that can provoke him, that, that you're going to have a family system to actually inquisit him. But he got his willing to accept that inquisition. And that's one of the things I'm saying, people don't understand it. It's like a werewolf. And if you keep the werewolf, when the moon is full, you don't have a problem. And that's what it is. It's in the bloodstream. That's what you can do. It can be taken. Now, do the part is you can just go away from it. You can hear it out. And it's gone. And that's what you can face. But until that time, you're going to have to set up a system, like a challenge around the black nose. This is what you're going to start out with. Well, we must sit. He has to be in compliance. Okay? Yes. Well, I've read a lot of those um, papers from months ago. You know, think about stuff they're trying to do in their future. Uh, there wasn't like Judy, and also they spoke about um, a spiritual computer. Right. And, um, and it was like, what would we do? You know, we like get information on spiritual out there, or can it do something for you? No, when they say spiritual computer, what they're doing right now is real right. Because they have learned that what they call matter is not the final state. And what they call atomic energy is not the final state. And what they call, now here's the deep part, that once they found out in atoms, in hydrogen atoms, which they have claimed is the lightest form of energy, so that's what it is. Once they found out that the atom wasn't the lightest, and that they were forced, and then after that, deal, once they found this out, and what they have not done is always in school, when he told us about cells, they would always compare a cell to an atom. They would say, well, atoms have a nucleus, and that electron and proton move around it. Just like a cell in the human body, it has a nucleus, and it has some. If they became aware of the fact that hydrogen, they thought was the lightest atom, is not that there is invisible matter. Matter that does not have a sum. By that I mean the word we use, something, really comes out S U M T H I N T. The sum of the thing. How something, what it amounts to. So they say hydrogen is the lightest atom or the lightest thing in existence. Once they found what, they have to alter all the scales and all the way to be a method or whatever. Because there's no way to afford 
There's no substance for the poor. There's no density for the poor. So it is actually a spiritual thing that they have confirmed exists when we hear that it was proved that the spiritual world exists. The acceptance of an element lighter than an atom is admitting that there is some existing intelligence that is not perceivable by any equipment that they have made today. So with that being related to energy, now let's go to the human self. So when they found that out, then they must have also found out that beneath the light of the smallest form of matter, there must also be intelligent energy. So they confirmed the Ba and the Ka and the A of ancient Egypt, that there is a spiritual world. There is an Eastern world, intelligent abode, that they are now tapping into with computers because they couldn't tap into it with the ordinary matter in mind. So they mastered it. So they call these new spiritual computers are computers that will be given to detect or sense intelligence non, not perceivable by the human eye. They will be looking into and the spiritual world. Now what they don't know is the gate of the spiritual world. And when they open it, when they make this magnetic link, the way you do with electricity, when you make a mistake and grab electricity, it has a thing. You grab it, it grabs you. And then it decides to travel from its destination and excludes you in its path and exudes for your whole body. When they bite into this spiritual world with these computers, what they don't want to admit is that when it grabs, when they grab it, it's going to grab them. Now, do they know that happens? Yes. It's called the Ouija board. And they have admitted over the years if you play with a Ouija board, you can open up a porthole or a gate to another side where you will be plagued with demons for the rest of your life. No, Jesus is not coming through the Ouija board for you. However, there will be people on the other side, disembodied souls, that will speak to you and pretend their demons. And then tell you, you got to go out and save the world. You got to go out and kill all those people. Because they take pride in having an effect on the physical world. These are people who died to the cross, died in hate crime, died by, by a brutal murder, and they're now physically trapped in this realm with you. They're called disembodied thoughts. Oh, you feel them. You feel them on the back of your neck sometimes. You feel them breathing. You feel them sometimes when you're walking through. They step periodically into this realm by accident, but you know what enhances their feathers? The adrenaline in your body. The fear. The adult also picks it up. They let their dog tell when you're afraid to go after you. Also, a dog can hear sounds you don't hear and see things on the level they can turn to don't see. Don't be cats. And that's why they use dogs and cats in witchcraft. Because they have a link to both worlds. Now they have to come to the 
reality that these things are no longer uh, what do you call it? Um, no longer the twilight zone. They're no longer the twilight zone. It's real. And now they're able to weigh the soul. They're able to detect through brilliant photography the reality that if they clip off your finger, that something's still there and they can pick it up with a camera. They can actually film it. Did you know that? Well, trillion photography. Look it up. They can remove your arm and put it under a light and you'll see your fingers and everything come right back in. Don't get so long. This is a fact today. But they have to accept that there was something about that body, something about that command, and something about that pulse, which all came from an Egyptian writer. You understand? Stuff about that religion that they got from those Egyptians and their connection with the stars and their talk about the soul and the spirit and the ethnic you, the box, the car, and the heart. Or the ruach, or the root in the soul. Or the Holy Ghost. There's something about the fact that Horus was known to be a falcon. And Jesus was known to be a dog. There's something about the connection between the birds and these two so-called divine children. And Horus being the son of Osiris, a god, making him the son of God and Ra, as Ra Harakati, Ra the God, so he's the son of God and God on earth. In Egypt, something like 10,000 years, cutting it short before Jesus. Something about the fact that that's written on a wall, carved in a stone, kept in a tablet, locked in a vault, and kept in the bony cane of those few fortunate beings that have access to that information. There's something about that, you hear me? Something about the link between that information and why they want us to be anything but Egyptian. They don't mind us being Christian. They don't mind us being Muslim. They don't mind us being Buddhist. We can cut our hair and get those patterns to the orange rope on us be a hypothetical. Stand the airport and stuff and don't link up and take Egypt seriously. They fought against Dr. Ben Yachin for over 50 years as he tried to reveal how powerful Egypt is. And the power that Egyptians had once they start realizing their existence. That's the first thing. First realization is I'm not just studying Egyptology. I am an Egyptian. I know y'all are thinking walk like Egyptian, talk like Egyptian. They did that too. They put that in your mind to turn it into a joke and away from reality. In other words, their present day scientists have now come to face the reality that there is a spiritual world and that you are directly linked to it. Out of all countries in the Caribbean, all right, which country is suppressed and kept the forest? Haiti. Listen again. Out of all countries in the Caribbean, you're right. Which country? Why? 
The original language is hilah. He has a seed. A seed is coming from reproducing a beginning, a woman. A woman in the Hebrew, woman in Arabic. Conceive a child. So the Bible admits in Genesis 3 that Satan is going to have children. And his children are going to be against Eve's children. And the description of Adam in the Bible is Adamah. Adamah, from Adamah, from brown, red soil, from the clotted blood. If you cut a person and you let, take the blood out and let it sit, when the air hits it, it turns back. So, brown dirt, granules, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So the original man, Adam, was black. You understand it? And Eve was black. So if Eve was black according to the Bible, yeah, and God said, I would hate to see your seed, devil, and Eve's seed, and Eve was black, then there's a physical devil walking around on earth with us, having children when we have children. You know what I mean? The difference is, as much as we aspire to peace, we'll mark the peace. We'll turn the other cheek. They aspire to peace. Racism. Killing. War. They manufacture drugs. How's everyone feeling tonight? Fine. All right, then. Where are we going to start at? Huh? Let me eat. got people scared. Who has the mic? Who's on? I got the mic. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was reading the volume in part one. He was speaking about the International Trade Center, Wall Street, and the Empire State Building, and the Twin Towers going to be overturned. And then you uh, quoted, which it seems like something you prophesied already, and they cried when they saw that place burning, saying, what city is like unto this great city? And on the next page, you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah being the twin cities. I wanted to know uh, if you could give me a clarification on that. Okay. As you probably know, I've been trying to avoid uh, <laughs> trying to avoid dealing with the book of Revelation. And in particular prophecies that I myself evade that um have come to pass the way you have. But um you don't want to really walk through it again. We have to start with the book of Revelation, not with the 18th chapter, which is what you're talking about, but we have to start with the 17th chapter to understand what took place. And you, are you ready? Uh-huh. Revelation 17. And there came one of the seven angels. That means that, the, as we all know, there are seven archangels. One of those angels come. The angel they're speaking about now 
is the angel Michael. He said he's going to come. All right? Which had the seven vows or bowls or cups and talked with me. This me is, his name is Yahana or Yahanan, Bar Zebedee or John the Beloved, saying unto me, Come hither. I will show you or be the judgment. Somebody else want to read? I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many watchers. They want to show the judgment of this great whore, symbolic of the female that rides the beast. It sits upon many waters. That means control many countries. This angel was to teach John about the future. And this is back in the year 98, while in hours of happiness and grief, after the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he's going to tell him about things that are going to come to pass, because that's what Revelation chapter 1 says. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? And it speaks about things shortly coming to pass. I don't get too long. Okay? And with whom the king of the earth has committed fornication. If you look up the word fornication in Greek, you get the word porne. Say porne. Porne is Greek for pornography. Porne is in the Bible, in the Greek. They put fornication so you won't know. And I want you to know that pornography has its birth in America. Mm. America is the first country to introduce pornography to the world. You understand? Mm-hmm. And the Bible is telling us, read it again. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. Now have committed, now put the word in, have committed themselves to pornography. I can go into everything from lust to explicit, to revealing their bodies, but people come over here from other countries in their traditional jobs, whether it is a kimono or a jalabia, and out of their clothes, they're in American clothes, and women got on short skirts and tight pants, and et cetera, et cetera. And they start living by the lust of themselves, or as Genesis chapter 3 makes it, they start trying to become pleasant to the eye. They lose sight of their own culture and traditions as they come here. You very seldom ever see American diplomats visit another country and take off their traditional garb and begin to wear Chinese clothes every day and then return back from China to America and continue to wear the Chinese clothes that they learned to wear while visiting China. However, people or rulers or kings from other countries come to America and pick up American clothes and American customs and dress and then go back to China and now you look at the Chinese diplomats and they're standing there in American or European clothes. You with that? That's what he's telling us here. Go ahead. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk 
with the wine of her fornication. What is the word fornication? Pornography. And it says what? And that the hypocrites, those who live on the planet Earth, are what? Of the Earth have been made drunk with the wine of her pornography. By her lust. Go to uh, St. John chapter 8, uh, verse 44, someone. What does it say? You are, in John 8, it says, you are your father, the devil, and the lust of your father will you do. Get it? You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father will you do. Penology, fornication, abominations are all done through lust. The devil's children, living not just in Europe, but living among us as us, use seduction as a tactic. Little girls dressed to be seen. They tighten their clothes to show their bodily shape because they don't think their mind has a shape. They reveal their body and hope that some male will notice them. You understand what I'm saying? And in most cases, we men do notice them. And that prompts them to further dress exposing themselves. And it becomes natural to look at a video now and see women up there more than half naked. So we are watching the average video, the acts of the people, the women rubbing on the men, the rump shaking is pornography. It has become a part of our everyday life. I'm talking about it because this is what's going to make it all fall. This is a tactic that the devil uses to top everything and everybody. Whenever he goes after any leader, he always talks about their premarital affairs or their sex life. Every movie he's talking about something pertaining to sex or booty. You follow? It controls him. And through it, he controls you. Because this was from his father. The devil. When the Nephilims came down here and they raped, this is Genesis chapter 6, and they took, it says, all they chose. They raped them. They were good women, told, as they said. Go ahead, read on. Okay. So he carried away one in the spirit unto the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I saw a woman set upon a scarlet covered beast full of names of blasphemy, mm-hmm. and having seven heads and ten horns. He sees a woman, and she's sitting upon a solid covered beast. This woman is called Elizabeth. They affix before her name the word queen, which means whore. Do a research and look up the word queen, and you'll find out it means whore. Are you with me? This woman in England, Devala, whose capital was once called York or Yorkshire, 
she wears a red solid robe. And her crown is decked with all sorts of precious stones. They call her Elizabeth, God's house. And she sits in Britain. Britain is from Hebrew, Britain, and means covenant. Are you with me? So they're telling you that the devil's empire is ruled by a queen who sits on a throne. Maybe see the queen, she sits on three steps. And she traced in a solid mold with all kind of jewels on it. You see? And it symbolizes her riding a beast with seven heads and ten horns, to figure it out. Which are kings and nations. This woman is a mother of holotry and pornography. She moved through France to America and the Orient of Euro Freemasons put her symbol in the New York. You see? The old Yorkshire, 1717, where they organized their lodges to promote their jealousness, to worship their Luciferians, and took the original Moorish Freemasonry and changed it around and made it parliamentary procedures and gave it back to you and called it your handbook. We all know what I'm talking about. You see? All this took place in Britain. Now, they came over to America and went upstate New York or the New York and set up New England up near Albany. The state capitals also up there. Women, Washington, the District of Columbia, the District of Columbus. All of this is part of the pieces of the puzzles of the beast, a system that they set in place, that they rule the world by, or they think they rule the world by, and we'll get into that just later. But it was ruled by a harlot, a queen, who has transported her power from Britain to America and gave America a charter, right? And the women amongst them became known as stars of the East. And it was a five-pointed star. An inverted pentagon or pentagram. Women. And this symbol, she stamped on the seat of the flag. The flag is blue. And every time they conquer a state, like Puerto Rico, they put a five-pointed star, boom, saying this land belongs to the devil, belongs to the queen. From sea to shining sea. And they have it within a square box because they are 
going to keep it in due bounds. You with me? All this was controlled by the Hollis in Britain and later relocated and they put the Statue of Liberty up. You hear me? And the Statue of Liberty is holding Isaiah 14:12, a torch in her hand in the harbor of New York. You there? And out of her head, there are seven thorns. Are you there? And she has in her hand a book. And that book is the Bible, but it's closed. You see, it's like this. Because they're going to lay down, put aside, ignore God's word, and pick up their own words. They're not going to, never will, and ever try to live by the law of God. Not once. They want to live by their own laws. And as I said many times before, they'll hold you and I responsible. Call us a criminal if we pick up the Bible and say, I'm going to live by the word of God and not by the word of man. They'll call us a criminal. I'm going to live by the laws of God and not by the laws of man. They'll call you a criminal. So she's standing there in the harbor with a Bible in her hand. But it's closed because New York does not live by the laws of God. Let me tell you what now what. And how you know. All you folks that come to this, and y'all proud of it like I am. And um, I'm going to tell you where we went wrong. When we get in the Bible and we deal with the story of Cain, and Cain killed his brother Abel, we find that God tells Cain, I'm sending you to the land of Nard. What we don't do is we don't investigate the meaning of the word Nard, which will tell us something. The word Nard in Hebrew is good, and it means a vagabond, a wonder, a drifter, an outsider. Hear me? Hear me now. So there are cities set up in the world today. There are cities, prophets of the land of God. Don't get back to Cain, just stay with me. Where a bunch of people who don't belong there, whose roots are not there, whose families are not there, migrate to these places like New York, California, Las Vegas, Atlanta even, Chicago. And they leave their home and leave their farm and leave their family with God. We should put by the sweat of our God that we should kill the ground for which we were taken. We're supposed to be promised by God's law, but now we want to be lawyers. How can you be a lawyer who stands before a judge who's in flesh if God stands? Judge not. Let she be judge. Saying the only true judge is God Almighty. You hear me? But these people find their way to these cities 
Because in no city like Sodom and Gomorrah, you can get away with your devilry. But not in your hometown, not in your city. Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> if you do something wrong, you can end up in anywhere between 10 and 15 months in one day. Neighbors can beat you, but we're all related. Sometimes we didn't look alike, but we were related. That was our home. That's where we belong. That's where we were reared. But the light, the temptation, we didn't have to go to it. He piped it into us in TV. And then start luring us to want to go like zombies toward the city of Nam, where people kill each other. Cain said to God, that judgment is too great for me. Anyone that findeth me is going to slay me. So people were living during the time of Adam and Eve in another city called Nod, and those people kill people. The Bible never says they did The scholars and theologians say Adam was the first person on the planet Earth. The Bible never says Adam and Eve was the first person on the planet Earth. In fact, the Bible says contrary to that, by the existence of Nod, and by the fact that Cain can go there and get a wife, and have children, and those people were killing people over there. So Cain wasn't the first killer. Because Cain knew about killers in the land of in Genesis chapter 4. Are you with me? Somebody learned fooling us. No problem. But he told him a bad boy. Right there, where you see that word, you look in the Hebrew, you see God. Before he even got to me, God knew that there were people out there who were killed. Where do you think the serpent came from? Huh? Where do you think he came from? The word they call him Satan in the Bible is Sa'ir, and it means carry. Snakes don't have hair. Look it up, don't trust me. Sa'ir, S-A-I-R, under serpent, or say, uh, I mean under Satan. Now, under serpent, they have Nakash, which means whisper. And this whisper was a snake, supposedly, talking to she came over and said, yeah, he said, I didn't have to say, yeah, well, you know, God does know that he eat, the day you eat the this snake is having a conversation with a human being. We got a talking snake. <laughs> Am I right? After the Bible says, if you're in the Word of God, that's what you say. You get outside the Word of God and become moolah more, moolah more, whatever you want to be. You say it makes you feel good. But if you go follow the Word of God and stay right there in the Word of God, that's what it says. It says, that snake talk to a woman. That means he spoke the serpent's language, too. That brings in another kind of picture. <laughs> I ain't going to go there. <laughs> I know he didn't never talk to Adam. <laughs> Catch on. And that 
way, wicked or subtle, conniving, sneaky individuals who got in the garden some kind of way where he did not belong. Eh? Where did he come from? He just popped up. I thought this was the last one. He just pops up in Genesis chapter 3, right? Just out of nowhere. Here he goes, boom. Now the serpent is more something than any piece of the field, which the Lord God has made. Excuse me. Where did he come from? Now we do know about a land of people in Noah that killed people. And we do know that the devil in Christ came to kill Abel. But God didn't do it. But God came and said, well, just do the right thing, man. Everything will be cool. All you got to do is look at you. We just clean the thing up. But if you don't, see over there, stand there in the doorway outside the garden. The devil's squatting down. He wants you. He desires you. And when you get out there, you're going to rule over him, which means you're going to become the devil. You're going to go out there to, uh, to Atlanta or New York and serve your own party. Right now, you just want to go to a party. When you get out there, you get in a party, then you start bringing out hell. We can have our own party. Now, you are becoming the devil and more other people out. That's what means the Genesis. The devil will rule over you, and you will rule over him. Eventually, after a while, you don't learn suggestion to your friends that they spoke to marijuana. Yeah. When you were first introduced to it by a black devil or a white devil or a green devil, they will not have colors. They have purposes. Are you with me? So here we go again. The devil is talking to a woman because this devil and this woman spoke the same thing. The language of now. But now the devil has a different kind of purpose when you look into the Bible. The all of this coming to your towers falling. You hear me? But that's right in the middle of the Sodom and Egypt, they call it. They call it in the Bible Sodom and Egypt, New York. Or Babylon. The city of confusion. Well, why is New York called a, a city of confusion? Let me think. Well, this is hard. <laughs> this is difficult, you know. It's not like there's people walking in New York from every part of the world speaking different languages don't understand each other. I hear that somewhere before. Did God come down and confound the tongues so nobody could understand each other? So that they would do what? So that they would disperse and go in different directions? New York, everybody can't speak the languages, but they still stay together. In defiance of the power in the will of God. That's the city of knowledge. They're trying to lure you to Las Vegas through advertisements. Come on out here. You know why? Because if you were to date undercover quiet baggage, <laughs> <laughs> when you get to South Beach, Florida, you can get it out. Nobody don't care. But everybody down there is undercover quiet in the closet behind the silver bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm if you got something hidden down inside that you don't want nobody to know, hell, you can do it in New York. Don't probably do it in some little town like Gray. <laughs> Where am I going to say, that boy's not going to hide you. Ain't that Willie Mac boy? <laughs> that girl used to be a boy. Come here, boy, I want to talk to you. The hell you do? Am I not? But not in New York. You can go up there and change your name from Willie to Willie and nobody don't care. Nobody don't give a damn. And you please the devil. Satisfy his life. Make his world happen. You give him another nod. 
Cain didn't want to go. He really didn't want to go. But he said, well, Cain, you kill, you go. Eye for an eye, two for That's how you knew that was God's law. You kill him, you go where killers are. He said, uh, now anybody that catches me going to slay me. He said, I'll fix you up. I'll put tattoos all over your body. I'm going to put a mark on you so everybody will know you. So now the children of Satan are walking around with tattoos everywhere. Tattoos on their arms. Tattoos around their arms. Tattoos on their butt. Tattoos on their breasts. Tattoos on their ankles. Tattoos on their lips. Tattoos on their tits. Tattoos everywhere. <laughs> tattoos all over the mark. Right there in Genesis. It's on these people as they leave home. But you better not do that in mama's house or grandmama's house. But grandma say, what the... What the hell is that, boy? <laughs> what that you got around your arm? Look at that. Let me see that. What that mean? Dumb mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you folks that don't have a family with a fast arm, don't know what I'm talking about. Grandma will be talking to you, and you'll be hit before you know you hit. And you'll be done. Now we got people walking the streets, sleeves rolling up, bragging because they got the mark of the beast on them. And if you ask them, what is that? It's gothic. Gothic art carved on their arms. Well, nigga, you ain't gothic. You look like a nigga to me. You ain't gothic. What do you know what gothic? You know what gothic is? Gothic is gargoyles. You know what gargoyles are? Demons. What should you see hanging off buildings, looking down with pangs and stuff? Hey, works to the devil. But they get lowered out there into those places, into those cities, because of the lust of the father. And they add in there when John is talking, he says, You are a murderer. He even tells you that when they kill you, they convince you or convince each other that they're doing God's work. Sound familiar? They can go and take people's lives and act like they're doing God a service. You know why? Because they don't really believe in God. They have gotten fed up with trusting in God. And that's why they try to take God's work in their hands. Because they don't really believe the people that they want to hurt, God wants to hurt. Because if God wants to hurt you, God will hurt you. If God wants to stop you, God will stop you. If God wants to stunt you, God will stunt you. Am I lying? God will send a tornado to your neighborhood and move everything it took you 30 years to put down in one hour. Bring it all down to nothing. I don't care how bad you think you are. God every now and then steps in and says, I am a jealous child. I'm going to have to show you you ain't bad and just crush you. Why <laughs> 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 is bad on this? Some churches got men preaching the gospel of Satan now. And people say, well, why that church get 
caught by a tornado. Maybe you should check the preacher. Maybe God thought they were going to be in there that night and missed. You understand what I'm saying? He lures you into his city. He lures you out of your home by luck, by partying, by a good time. You know most kids leave home, or you know why most of us left home? Because we couldn't do what we wanted to do in our mother's house. I couldn't come in as late as I wanted to come in. I couldn't bring no stank in the house and sneak it into my bedroom and play some key dumpy. All right. <laughs> mother said, you ain't doing this in my house. If you don't obey the laws of my house, yeah. what happened to man or not? You pack up your little stuff in a brown paper bag, hold <laughs> your nose, and you go on up to Atlanta to get a job. <laughs> you know, it's one of the better excuses to you. You know what it is? It's in Genesis chapter 3 again. You know what it is? Desires to make money. I'm going to leave this little town. Because I'm going to go up there and get a better education so I can come back down and help the small people. Desire to make one wise. You pack up and leave your child and your people are suffering while you're up there in some big city getting tempted by the devil, meeting harlots, joining Greek fraternity, tattooing yourself, piercing yourself, throwing yourself, eyebrow parts, Earrings in your nipples. You up there doing all that on the pretense that you're going to leave your hometown to go up there so you can get a good education, so you can come back down to the little old town and help them out in Griffin. Lying devil. You left home to go join the rights of state. To participate in his devilishness where people won't question you. We can get away with all kinds of things. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm launching around that point because you got to know why things are happening the way you've been happening over there. You want to talk to me about the twin towers? Yes, I prophesied the twin towers in 1979. That's right. That's right. When I was crazy. I got more telephone calls this week than I ever got. <laughs> So I just cut the phone off. <laughs> Call and you see and say, this line has been disconnected. <laughs> you wasn't with me when you thought I was crazy, but now you want me to tell you what's the next thing that's going to happen in the world. I'm waiting for the spirit to move me, and you waiting for What's that? Brian McKnight to move you. <laughs> I'm waiting for the ghost to tell me this is the next thing to tell my people. It's a laugh and a smile, a thing not to me. Werther's Original Caramel, for a taste that makes you feel like someone very special. A little piece of bliss.
have reached 1998, and right knowledge is reaching people all over the world. The Supreme Grandmaster, Naya Malachi Zadok L, is truly setting the record straight. Now listen to these facts, the voice of truth in these last days and times. The Nuwapian Nation of Moors brings you the man of the hour.
find out there was some sons of God became mighty men. They did not subscribe to Tammuz. They did not read the Torah. They had their own established. They had their own book. They had their own concept of God. And that concept was that they were all God as long as they all stayed unified and worked in the body. As long as they had a master craft of work. And that master craft of the ship was the building of a city and a tower that scared the God of mythology. Scared the God of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. The point where he didn't go by himself only. He went back and got the boys and said, now let us all go down. <laughs> and these people were so profound that they predicted what the God of the Bible would do before he did it. They said, let us build a tower to reach the heavens to make a name for ourselves or else he's going to scatter us. And then he said, let us go down there and slip their tongues up and scatter them abroad. They mentioned it before the kids. <laughs> so they predicted what this God was saying in heaven before he got to earth. The tower was real close if they were listening. <laughs> they were that high up where they were actually listening to God. But they would make you think Nimrod's a bad man. Nimrod, his name is Murad in Islam, as we talk. It means to rebel. They don't say, who was he rebelling against? Huh? They don't know. They don't know. Who was he really? They were slow down. Because the basis is based around what the Muslims call Allah. He's just the oldest person. 
Yahud are you? Are you? is another slang word, but the word Kadir, Kadir, the age. Akbar, old. It's old. That's the ancient ones. Al Awl is older than Akbar. The name Al Awl, Allah's name, the first. The first is the older than Akbar. Because in order for you to be the old, that's the other. And you could be first. When you become the oldest, Allah Akbar, without the have it or have been El Awl. And how would you decide that you're the oldest? How can I be older than if he don't exist? How can I be the first unless there are others equal to me to be the first one? You understand? But if there's something coming after me that's not equal, then I wouldn't be the first of them. I'd be the only one. And that's why Muslims get confused with Allah being Ahad and Ahad and Akbar. And they don't bother anything about faith, mom, believe it. You question it, they want to hurt you. But when you get right down to the fine news, when you get into it, you start like a doctor taking it apart. You start seeing how shallow it is. And they'll lose control of the people in life and start moving back towards the doctor. We run back toward the doctors. What happens? People sit down and think the doctors because the people with a body are going to bump into something. <laughs> the light of the the fascists, the fascia, the chaos, the trust. That's why we got a dollar bill, every building, every courthouse, every church. Now they got crosses with the sun on them. And all the dollars on the coins of the sun. All of the gas stations across the country use the symbols of the sun. They're depending on the light. Because they Abstractions, they don't mention. How come? 
How come they don't mention um, elephant tigers in the Bible? They might have. Or did God just have information? <laughs> he didn't know what Simon's twins were. So he had to address it back that far and have to explain it to an inquiring mind. He'd be stuck. So the Bible avoids it. What else does it avoid? It avoids most of the animals on the planet. It makes mistakes and calls bats birds. The book of Leviticus says the bats and then food we can't eat. And it says, and a fowl of the air, right? And it has bat listed. <laughs> it never mentioned the fowl of the earth. Understand what do you mean, fowl of the earth, huh? Birds that don't fly. What are they? They're not even in the Bible. The ostrich, the most powerful symbol of ancient Egypt. Why don't they have a mention of honor? Where's the chicken? No, he's there, but he's not mentioned as a fowl of the earth. They have the fowl of the air. That means you fly. You see what I'm saying? Hamptons are not in the Bible. Rodents are mentioned. Camels are there. Horses are there. Donkeys are there. But the miniature horse ain't mentioned.
giant speak. He just gives you everlasting life. But he dies. Open contradiction. Blatant stupidity. When you take on the role of God, you say, I am God. That's the supreme God there. Malachi, that's our supreme God. I had no problem with it. How do y'all worship him? Did I say I worship him? I said, he is the supreme God. I'm a God. He made me a God. So he was here before me. (laughs) So he's the first. He's a power. And only way he could be king the first, if I was standing here by myself saying I'm God, nobody acknowledged that. I'd be all by myself, like a law. A law needed people to acknowledge him as a law in order for him to be a law. If nobody acknowledged him, he could just say, I'm a law. But they gave him the attribute the first, the first of God, and the two unit two, same word one, same one, and make it clear that you should have no other God before, which makes it clear that other God can get in front of you. That's what before me means, standing before me. Other God can. Well, Pharaoh was a God, and Moses was sent by a God in Exodus 7 to as a God before a God to show how powerful the God is that sent him. Well, I'm a God, and I send you, Moses, as Elohim to the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's their teaching. That's in their Bible, and they can't see it. And you say, well, we know God. And God has sent us as God against you men to test your God. Well, no more staffs and serpent tricks. To save that for Las Vegas. Uh-huh. David Copperfield. We're going to come from mind to mind, ultimate test. Not the sleight of hand, but the mind. Let's talk about the power of God and what God can and cannot or will and will not or should and should not have done. He should not have allowed any man to conceive in his mind of God. Are we in favor of the reality that it would have been to man's advantage now if he never had a gun? So the whole world of of anybody who agrees with that agrees that God is wrong (laughs) for allowing the gun to be made. And anybody here who's lost a relative in a car crash believes God is wrong for allowing the car to be made. And for allowing the mind to conspire to put together the crack. Yes, not knowing that it's addictive is poison. God gave man his intellect.
And then if I decide I will not to worship your ass, you're going to burn me. <laughs> so you said ask me what. Ask me what I can say to you. Guess what, God? Kiss my ass. <laughs> and nothing says, happen to me. Don't lie and say you first. God gave you free will so you can make your own decisions. Okay, what are my decisions? God, I don't believe in your ass.
said, add on six more. I can keep going. You're trapped. You're trapped. You're